and broadcasting, the industry standard for boxing media relations and play-by-play broadcasting. Also, check out www.abramsboxing.com, Abrams Boxing on YouTube, as well as M. Abrams Boxing on Twitter and Mark Abrams Boxing on Instagram. Hello, boxing fans. Welcome to another edition of the Abrams Boxing Show. I am Mark Abrams. We have a loaded show for you. Just back from Las Vegas, saw Javante Davis score the seventh round stoppage over Ryan Garcia. Just a, a tremendous uh, week of camaraderie, talking to a lot of the boxing uh, insiders, the fans, uh, a lot of fighters were walking around the MGM Grand for the week. So we got a lot of intel. We'll be sharing stuff with you over the next few weeks. Uh, this week, I will. Uh, I got Billy Hutchinson, who's going to be fighting Adrian Broner on June the 9th, uh, as well as uh, the former IBF heavyweight champion of the world, Charles Martin. I had a chance to catch up with. Uh, got a lot of content that we're going to be uh, uh, displaying on the show over the next couple of weeks. Saturday night in uh, Las Vegas, as we said, Ryan Garcia took on Javante Davis in what is the most anticipated or what was the most anticipated fight of the year. That saw Davis score a seventh-round stoppage over Garcia. Davis now 29-0, 27 knockouts. Garcia now 23-1 with 19 knockouts. Uh, good fight. Garcia came out, won the first round, was having a real good second round until he got caught with a blistering counter left uh, straight left hand that put him on the seat of his pants. Very hard knockdown, did well to get up for it. Davis took control rounds three, four, and five. Garcia got back in the fight round six, had a really good round six, and was starting to do some things in round seven until he got caught with that body punch, took two steps back, gave that kind of grin kind of face, took the knee for the 10 count, fight over. Javante Davis uh, goes to 20, uh, 29-0, 27 knockouts. Uh, not ready to call Davis the face of boxing. I, I kind of don't like that term as he, um, he, uh, you know, there are a lot of faces of boxing, Tyson Fury and, and uh, Canelo Alvarez, Anthony Joshua is still drawing well. And I don't, I don't even like calling them because there's a lot of good fighters out there. You know, we're going to be watching fights over the next few weeks. None of those guys are going to be in, in any of those fights with the exception of Canelo next weekend. And, um, you know, there's just a lot of real good fighters of a chance to take that next step up uh, where Javante Davis is right now. Time was 144 of round seven. And the co-feature, WBA uh, regular super middleweight champion David Morrell went to 9-0 with eight knockouts. First round destruction over Yamaguchi Falcao. An explosive knockout, scary knockout. Falcao was down for a few minutes after the knockout. Uh, Morrell is just a very interesting fighter. He's he's very good. I mean, he's really good, David Morrell. And he keeps impressing more and more each time. Called out for the fight with David Benavides. Benavides. That's a fight I would love to see. I don't know if, if now is the right time for it. Is a fight needs time to um, to steal Bob Aram's term, marinate a little bit on the Morrell side. As he has just nine professional fights, and but he is really good. I mean, so that that's uh, going to be a uh, big fight when it happens. Maybe in the next two or three fights, it might be next. Who knows when it's going to happen? But I, I, I want to be there when when that fight happens. Uh, in the 
Second bout of the evening, Bektamir Malakuziev went to 12-1 and one as he got even uh, with Gabriel Rosado. He avenged his knockout defeat uh, to Rosado a couple years back. Scored a 10-round now decision, a very lackluster, uninspiring fight from either guy. Rosado caught it a career after the uh, fight on Saturday night. He finishes up with a record of 26-17-1 with 16 knockouts. Uh, but uh, Bektamir Malakuzev kind of righted himself a little bit back on the uh, trail in the super middleweight division. In the opening belt, 19-year-old middleweight Elijah Garcia went to 15-0 as uh, he scored a hard fault and, uh, you know, sometimes difficult 12, a 10-round amateur decision over Kevin Salgado. Salgado, no, 15-2-1. Wasn't a uh, the most aesthetically pleasing performance for Garcia, especially compared to his last fight with um, – with uh, uh, with uh, Vidal, where he scored that terrific hard knockout, did Elijah Garcia, but he stays undefeated and still one to watch in the middleweight division. Saturday afternoon in Wales, and by the way, we'll have some more interviews and fallout. Just tune into Abrams Boxing on YouTube and follow me on my new Twitter page at Abrams underscore boxing. Um, something, some reason I got thrown off of Twitter. I have no idea. Elon Musk must have had a tricky, uh, like an itchy trigger finger a couple weeks back, so I had to make a new account. Um, former world champion Joe Cordina went to 16-0 with nine knockouts as he regained the IBF super featherweight title uh, that was stripped from him uh, a little while back with a 12-round split decision over <clears throat> Shavikajan Ramakov. That fight took place in Cardiff, Wales. Ramakoff now 17-1-1, 14 knockouts. Scores were 115-112, 114-113 for Cordina, 116-111 for Ramakov. Uh, Second-round knockdown was the difference on, on at least one of the cards for uh, Joe Cordina, who's now a player in the 130-pound division. Saturday afternoon, the WBC Bridgerweight title, the vacant title, was filled by Lucas Rosansky as he scored a first-round destruction over Alan Babbage in a battle of undefeated Bridgerweights. Rosansky now 15-0, 14 knockouts. Babbage, who we've seen a lot on those matchroom shows from England, now 11-1 and with 10 knockouts. Time was 2-10. Babbage uh, complained about the stoppage, but he was uh, out. He was out of class in this fight. Super welterweight Angel Ruiz uh, ended the career of 41-year-old former world champion Luis Colazo with a six-round stoppage Wednesday night in Plant City, Florida. Ruiz now 18-2-1 with 13 knockouts. Colazo finishes up his story career 39-9, 20 knockouts, former uh, welterweight world champion Luis Colazo. Good guy, too. Good, good dude, Luis Colazo. Um, Third, uh, third, uh, Friday night in Ontario, California, George Acosta went to 15-1 and as he scored a eight-round average decision over Cesar Villaraga, 10-7-1. Uh, that headlined a Thompson Boxing Show on their YouTube channel at the Doubletree Hotel. Scores were 80-72 twice and 78-74 for George Acosta. This week, uh, obviously, a little bit of a come down from uh, last week's activities uh, in Las Vegas. The um, I guess the biggest fight this week will sit pit William Zapata, 27-0, 23 knockouts. He'll take on former uh, world title challenger Jaime Arboleda, 19-2, 14 knockouts. That will take place at the College Park Center at the University of Texas at Arlington and uh, streamed worldwide on the zone. 
Thursday night, New York City, two-time Mongolian Olympian, Tessenda Batir Endenbrat, who was a sparring partner with uh, Ryan Garcia. And it was evident that, that he hurt Garcia in the um, in training with body shots. Uh, Endenbrat, 5-0, three knockouts. He will take on um, Edie Valencia Mercado, 29-6, seven knockouts. That will headline the zone card from the Sony Hall right in Times Square, New York City. Brian Ceballo will be uh, as part of the card as well. Uh, uh, Saturday night in Miami, uh, live on BXNG-TV, undefeated welterweight Hugo Noriega, 6-0, four knockouts of Cuba, will take part in his first 10-round bout, the Miccosukee Indian Gaming Resort in Miami as he will take on Jean Rivera Pacheco, 8-1, 1KO of Puerto Rico. That will be live on BXNG-TV. And Thursday night on BXNG-TV, we will have a fight from Arlington, Texas, a good eight-fight card, Kings Promotions. I'll be behind the microphone for that one. And Thursday night, uh, Thursday night, this coming Tuesday night, May the 2nd, in um, in Philadelphia, Joey DeWaco takes on uh, Colby Madison, that'll be live on BXNG TV and also on a free stream, which if you go on Abrams Boxing on YouTube, uh, 15rounds.com and at Abrams underscore boxing or on um, Twitter, I'll be giving the details for a, a show in, thir- uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, where I will be broadcasting with the former NFL defensive tackle, all pro Albert Hainsworth couple news items this week. The rematch between Liam Smith and Chris Eubank Jr. will take place on June the 17th at the AO Arena in Manchester, England. Smith uh, knocked out uh, Eubank in the fourth round of their fight uh, in January, so the mandated rematch clause is in effect in a good co-feature bout. The undisputed super middleweight champion, Franchon Cruz Desern, takes on recent world title challenger, uh, uh, recent world champion Savannah Marshall for the undisputed super middleweight championship of the world. So good card. Um, look for the TV outlet in the United States to be known about shortly. WBA super lightweight champion Albert Puello reportedly failed a VADA drug test and uh, is out of his May 13th fight against Rolando Romero on Showtime, May 13th in Las Vegas. Looks like Romero will take on uh, possibly Ismail Barroso for the vacant world title. On May the 6th, ITR Boxing presents Saturday Night Fights. Uh, it's actually ITK Boxing. The ABF Intercontinental Lightweight Championship will uh, pit Roger Hillary against Oscar Bravo. So uh, there's uh, fights coming, and uh, next week we'll also preview uh, Canelo Alvarez. Like I said, while I was in Las Vegas, I had a chance to talk to a whole bunch of people and one uh, thing I omitted purposely in the news was the, the announcement of a June 9th fight between Adrian Broner taking on Billy Hutchinson uh, live on pay-per-view from Miami. I um, Broner, They had a big press conference. Everyone was excited. Broner was going to be there. Broner never showed up. But one guy who did show up was his opponent, Billy Hutchinson. I had a chance to talk to him, and this is how it's With Billy Hutchinson, who on June the 9th gets a tremendous opportunity career here with Billy Hutchinson, who on June the 9th gets a tremendous opportunity, career-changing opportunity, takes on Adrian Proner live in Miami, live on pay-per-view. Billy, what's happening? How you doing today? You, uh, you mentioned something correct, a career-changing opportunity, because the reality is that after June 9th, everybody's going to know exactly who I am, and my career will forever be changed. Talk about the process uh, 
you got the call. I mean, what went through your mind? Something unexpected that, that came out came out of the air? No. Uh, as soon as I seen that Adrian Broner signed with Don King, um, some of my coaches and promoters have worked with Don King before. So as soon as I saw that, I texted into the group and I said, let's make this happen. Uh, it's the fight I wanted. It's the fight I know that I'm going to win. So I instantly started trying to put things in motion to make that happen. Some people have said, and you know, based on some performances, We've seen the best of Adrian Broner. Is that the way you feel? Yeah, I think his best days are behind him. Um, I think at this point he's on the back nine of his career, and uh, he's running into a guy now who's, who's ready, hungry, and willing to, to take the fight to him and win this fight. Uh, it's ironic. I'm wearing a Rocky T-shirt. Is this, is, this, is this the Billy Hutchinson Rocky story on June the 9th? Yeah, I think so, and, and mostly just because people don't understand who I am yet. Um, but make no mistake, June 9th, they'll know exactly who I am. With a win over Adrian Broner, you said career changing. Is that you? You automatically become a big player in the hunter. This happened. Uh, it's the fight I wanted. It's the fight I know that I'm going to win. So I instantly started trying to put things in motion to make that happen. Some people have said, and you know, based on some performances, we've seen the best of Adrian Broner. Is that the way you feel? Yeah, I think his best days are behind him. Um, I think at this point he's on the back nine of his career, and uh, he's running into a guy now who's who's ready, hungry, and willing to to take the fight to him and win this fight. Uh, it's ironic. I'm wearing a Rocky T-shirt. Is this is this is this the Billy Hutchinson Rocky story on June the ninth? Yeah, I think so, and and mostly just because people don't understand who I am yet. Um, but make no mistake, June 9th, they'll know exactly who I am. With a win over Adrian Broner, you said career changing. Is that you? You automatically become a big player in the 140, 147 pound division. Uh, yeah, I automatically become a big player in the 140 and 135 pound division. I'm a 135 pound fighter, um, but we know that Adrian doesn't want to make weight, so he wanted this fight at 147, and we took it because you know that's a non-issue for us. Pittsburgh against Cincinnati, football rivals, uh, you know, now, now taking into the ring. Is it me a little bit extra? You know, obviously there's a Pittsburgh here with Billy Hutchinson, who on June the 9th gets a tremendous opportunity, career-changing opportunity, takes on Adrian Proner live in Miami, live on pay-per-view. Billy, what's happening? How you doing today? You, uh, you mentioned something correct, a career-changing opportunity. Because the reality is that after June 9th, everybody's going to know exactly who I am and my career will forever be changed. Talk about the process. Uh, you got the call. I mean, what went through your mind? Something unexpected that, that came, out, came out of the air? No. Uh, as soon as I seen that Adrian Broner signed with Don King, um, some of my coaches and promoters have worked with Don King before. So as soon as I saw that, I texted into the group and I said, let's make this happen. Uh, it's the fight I wanted. It's the fight I know that I'm going to win. So I instantly started trying to put things in motion to make that happen. Some people have said, and you know, based on some performances, we've seen the best of Adrian Broner. Is that the way you feel? Yeah, I think his best days are behind him. Um, I think at this point he's on the back nine of his career, and uh, he's running into a guy now who's, who's ready, hungry, and willing to, to take the fight to him and win this fight. Uh, it's ironic. I'm wearing a Rocky T-shirt. Is this, is, this, is this the Billy Hutchinson Rocky story on June the 9th? Yeah, I think so, and, and mostly just because people don't understand who I am yet. Um, but make no mistake, June 9th, they'll know exactly who I am. With a win over Adrian Broner, you said career changing. Is that you? You automatically become a big player in the 140, 147 pound division. 
Uh, yeah, I automatically become a big player in the 140 and 135 pound division. I'm a 135 pound fighter, um, but we know that Adrian doesn't want to make weight, so he wanted this fight at 147, and we took it because you know that's a non-issue for us. Pittsburgh against Cincinnati, football rivals, uh, you know, now, now taking it into the ring. Does it mean a little bit extra? You know, obviously there's the Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Ohio, you know, I guess what they call it, the Rust Belt uh, uh, area. Is that, is that a little bit, giving a little bit more ump that he's kind of like a, a rival in terms of a location? Yeah, I think it's convenient for the fans. Um, you know, obviously the, the football rivalries and, you know, being close in proximity to each other, um, I think it's a... Uh, it's something to get the people going and, and get people invested in the fight, and uh, it's all good. Is he a guy, when, I, I know he's been living a lot in other places, is he a guy that you've seen maybe around the, the local boxing circuit or, or, you know, when you guys were, were younger? No, I haven't. Um, we, we never were uh, you know, around the same circuits or anything like that. Um, I'm born and raised in Pittsburgh and, and living in Naples, Florida now, so we've, we've missed each other's past. So, so, so you, it looks like you, you'll have a contingent of people down there, being that uh, you've been down in Florida, you probably acquired some fans uh, since you've been living down there. They'll probably make the, uh, the trip down to, to Miami. Absolutely. There's going to be a whole lot of... Uh, people traveling in for the fight from Pittsburgh and then making the short commute from Naples and uh, Fort Myers and, and the Marco Island area. So uh, beautiful area there. Yeah, it is. It is. It, it's uh, there's worst place I could be training. Uh, what do you want to say to the fans in closing before you see you on June the 9th live in Miami? Just to stay tuned and, and make sure that you're there or watching June 9th because we're going to put everybody in for a big surprise. Well, if you're looking for a true Rocky story, we may see it June the 9th. Bill, thank you for a few minutes. We wish you best of luck. Thank you. Here with the former heavyweight champ of the world, Prince Charles Martin. You never know who you're going to run into here at the top-ranked gym. You know, you got... I love this gym. I love this gym, man. You know, it's a good environment, good people, and it's all work, work, work. You know, no play. So, uh, you've been... Uh, we haven't seen you for a minute. What, what, when are we going to see you back in the ring? I'm going to keep my fingers crossed and pray that it's June 17th. It was supposed to be this Saturday, but... Um, you know, some things got in the way, and, and we couldn't make it. We're going to fight the Hovanesian guy, correct? Yes, yes. Correct. And I guess he got hurt. Yes, yes. Um, you know, speedy recovery to him. Hope he's back in the gym doing his thing. Is that a possible June 17th opponent, or is there something else? Or And obviously, I know he's an undefeated prospect. I know they were trying to move. Is it going to be a fight like that against a name guy, or just to, just to get back in the ring? I, I think it's still going to be him. Okay. Yeah. Still be I mean, not Hargovic, but Gergen. He, uh, he only has a few fights. You're, you're a former heavyweight champion of the world. I don't want to ask you, do you feel that's, uh, do you feel, uh, is that motivating, insulting that they would, they'll put a guy who, I mean, he's a big amateur, but a relatively inexperienced pro. Yeah, um, it, it's, I don't, I don't look at it any way because I'm just blessed to still be here and still, you know, be able to do my thing. Um, because, you know, th th things go hand in hand, the balance, you know, you got me with the age and you got him. He's young, so he may be a little more inexperienced, but he has the youth. We both have an advantage, so I think it's a, a fair fight. Um, and also, what, what was I going to say before I did that? Um, I asked, you know, he only has a few fights. You have Thurry, you're a heavyweight champion of the world, the whole nine yards. You know, you probably you want to be linked to fights with bigger names, uh, I, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, but, but at this point, you know, it's like a star-driven sport. So um, these guys, these bigger name guys, you know, they have options. 
That's only that's the only thing that kills. They have options and they're not looking my way. High, low, low, low reward, high risk. The fight, um, I guess uh, the Ortiz fight, you still kick yourself a little bit for it because you, you, you did a hell of a job in the first four or five rounds fight, winning the fight easily, and, and that's a fight you would have beaten Ortiz. You would have been, you know, back in the mix for some of these guys. Yeah, I don't, I don't kick myself about it because I know I wasn't living the lifestyle. You know, I can, I can honestly just move forward and, and um, look onward and upward from here because this is a new Charles. You know, this is, this is a Charles that really is in the gym, really training, really not just saying that, you know, just, just to get a fight, you know, not just jumping into, into somebody's gym and starting to spar and do, do everything I got to do, strength training and stuff, two months before a fight. You know what I mean? I've been going all year, so since last year, nonstop. So like I, as if I had a fight. Boxing, 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 such a mental sport. You take out, you know, I, I was boxing the hell out of this uh, Ortiz for five rounds. Do you take that positive? Even though it was a while ago, you take that positive. The skills are still there. The championship level still there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, most definitely. That's all I did. I, I you know, I it changed me because of the way I lost. And that that said, boy, if you don't fucking get on your shit, either you either you do this for real or you or you get out of the sport i told him i had to talk to uh, talk with myself and i told myself either you're gonna do this shit 100 like you never did before or get the fuck out of the sport even my diet is 100 you know i don't i don't eat no bullshit you know no process no sugar no 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 oils no bad oil you know just you got to stay on point with that and it, it, it pushes me through the week easier you know what i mean the obvious thing, especially you being linked with Premier Boxing Champions, is uh, you know if Tyson Fury is going to be doing his stuff and and uh, Usyk has his obligations, there, there's a big fish at the end of the uh, PBC uh, rainbow. His name's Deontay Waters. Is that kind of like the goal? Yeah, man, that that definitely. Like I don't understand. Like like I said, the star-driven sport and and the people have options. That's why you know we don't get these fights like. Two American former world champions definitely should have, if not been fought, should be working on up to a fight. You know, there, there shouldn't be no reason why we both should retire and never meet each other in the ring, period. So you feel you have to look explosive. Whoever's standing in front of you on, ju on June 17th, you need to look explosive? Yes, sir. I'm, I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them, man, because it's, it's all this hard work, man. You know, and, and one thing about it, I don't want to leave anything you know, outside of the ring. I want to leave it all in when I retire and not be that guy that wants to come back at 45 because I left something, you know? Since we're on the screen, we have to say hello to your manager, Mike Borreo. Hey, what's up? What's up, man? I'm getting better and stuff like that. He, he, he just got sick and stuff, so he's getting over that. Yeah. Good good man, Mike Borreo. What do you want to say to the fans in close? Um, just stay tuned. Stay tuned, guys. Um, I'm coming June 17. Check this out. Check this out. New me new way once a champ once a champion always a ch champion prince charles prince charles martin it's always been there i, 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 I unlocked it and opened it back up well, no, no, actually one more question i was thinking because of you know you were champion suffered some losses you you fight you, you feel a little bit desperate desperate backs against the wall that you you need to win these fights um it's no pressure but i do i do i do understand that you see what i'm saying like i know that there's no more losses. The, the way I train, the way I do, the way I work right now, 
is for no losses. You don't, you don't fucking go in here half-stepping. No losses. No more L's until I retire. I'm, I won't take another L until I fucking hang those gloves up. You see what I'm saying? But at the same time, I don't, I don't want to put any kind of pressure on myself. So I, so I know how to, you know, I, I, I use a sports psychologist and stuff like that. So, you know, mentally I'm there. Physically I'm there. Well, we'll see you June 17th. Looking forward for a big knockout, Charlie. Man, thank you so thank much. You. Yes, thank you. Sir. Thank you, man.